This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. After the Blues tasted defeat last time out, Saturday will be a real test of Town's bounce-back ability in the Marcus Harness Derby. This is the Blue Monday Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're listening to the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio and tonight we are live and we want to hear from you. There is a lot of chatter already which we're loving so let's continue the debate. Let's hear your predictions, your insights, your thoughts out of the big one. Joining me to discuss it. Seb Brown, are you getting nervous yet, Seb? No, I'm dumb. No, no, be confident. No, no be be no. confident. Be happy. Enjoy it. You know, we've we've Enjoy beaten it. them before, I think. Maybe we'll beat them again. Yeah, no, let's be positive. You know, we've we've got a lot to be happy about, a lot to be positive about. And I'm as always gonna be the channelating to your Jonah Hill. I'll be the positive, <laughs> happy one, full of optimism until maybe five PM tomorrow night. And um, I guess full disclosure as well. So do let us know in the comments. I'm on a new microphone. Seb's on a different laptop, so hopefully no chaos ensues tonight in terms of technical glitches. But if you hear weird noises and gremlins, do let us know. But as I said, we are live, so we want to hear from you. Um, hello to everyone who's got involved so far. Evening to Lee, Charlie D. Beaten this week, Charlie. You're usually first off the blocks when it comes to an evening. Good evening, chat. But great to see you as always. Good day to Michael in Brisbane. Um, he's looking. For, he's calling Saturday, Seb, a loose game or a non, <laughs> a not loose game or a non loose game. We'll talk more about that shortly. Um, yeah, all lots of interesting replies to that, which I'll um, keep to the folks in the chat. Um, who else is with us? Gary is with us. Um, <laughs> Lee wants Selena on loan. Um, Michael's going for GL and love the auctioning that's going on, the hypothetical loan deals. Um, Robert, good to have you with us. Um, 
Charlie Lee's worried about injuries. We will talk about that. Um, evening to FBL Tractor. Great to have you with us. Andreas, great to have you as, with us as well. Thank you for the retweets earlier. Evening, evening to Ben. Evening to Sully, our mate in New York. Hope you're doing well. Flim Flam, great to have you with us as well. Mullet's here, everyone. Crystal Audio Chaps, that is what we want. Evening to Jules and... Here we go. Seb's on a different laptop. Does he have a high chair? I don't know what am that I low means. Down? Am I low down in the picture? Am a little I? bit. A little bit. That's okay. fine. Oh, took, sure. took the lid shut a little bit. Evening to Kirk. That's what we want. MW. Lovely stuff. Great to have you all with us. And we want to hear from you throughout. Get your comments in. Get your thoughts in. We've got the usual forensic review of Portsmouth, which I guess is going to glean as much hope as our assessment of Plymouth did last week, Seb, because there's not a huge amount of compelling information to to give us some yeah possible weaknesses. We, we, Be positive. It's got some stuff in there, but um, worth mentioning, um, obviously we'll talk about Plymouth a little bit as it pertains to um, to the game on Saturday. ICFC women, just very briefly, um, 7-0 victors um, last time out in the FA Women's National League Cup, determining round Couture for a brace from Abby Lafayette, our sponsored player, friends of Blue Monday sponsored player, so great to hear that. And two assists from Freya Godfrey's joined from Arsenal on that dual registration. Um, they play, play Crawley Wasps, and I'm relying on your research, Seb. I wasn't aware of this. Crawley Wasps, bottom of the league and winless. So looking like positive hopeful they were, good. they were quite good last year weren't they didn't they finish um, top six was it possibly five, maybe yeah, yeah i think yeah. so I, th- I think when i when i had a quick look at it they did okay last I year they but... were a tough team last season so yeah. yeah we'll be keeping fingers crossed that the, the wins in the league continue for itfc women and good to see them in the essentially the the league cup efl trophy hybrid um, that they have in the Women's National League. So um, all the best for them for Sunday. Do get down to the AGL Arena. Uh, I think um, your opportunity to buy tickets in advance is now closed, but you can buy tickets on the turnstile. And I shall be there um, standing in the wind of Felix though. So hopefully see plenty of you there with us. Um, let's jump straight into Pompey said. Worth mentioning as well. I'm going to tease this. We have a, I think we tweeted about this just before, a cameo appearance tonight from I think it's fair to say, Seb, an Ipswich Town legend. Yeah. And Ray Crawford. Um, so we'll be putting, um, we've got a little mini interview with um, a guy with feet in both camps, as it were, Ray Crawford, Ipswich Town's record or time goal scorer. Um, Dave Diamond had a quick chat with him earlier. We'll put that out as a mini kind of episode um, after this, but we've got kind of a few choice um, thoughts from Ray ahead of the big one tomorrow, and he's very excited for it as well. But Seb, that's that's enough from me. Tell us where Pompey find themselves in ahead of kickoff on Saturday. Well, as things stand before tomorrow's game, they're the only remaining unbeaten side in the league. Obviously, we yeah. lost that record sadly last week to uh, on, on Sky TV, as we I guess we should have known away to Plymouth. So they are the only unbeaten side left. They're coming to us in third position, so they're they're level on points with us, twenty one points. Uh, but they have that crucial or maybe not so crucial game in handoff they didn't play during the international break played nine won six drawn three lost none scored 19 goals averaging over two goals per game conceded eight i think they've kept four clean sheets or so so far this season joint second top scorers in the league with us so you know they are scoring a lot of goals but equally so are we what was that bring my thing down slightly more okay 
hopefully that'll be the, the, the end of the shenanigans now with the there camera and the laptop malarkey. Um, away results, uh, three wins, Burton, Port Vale and Cheltenham, and they drew, was it the opening day? Three all, I think it was, wasn't it, with Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Yes. So, yeah, that was the opening day, wasn't it, that three all draw. Uh, second behind us in the form, away form table. Um, and you found this stat, didn't you? Apparently, we've only beaten them once at Port Monroe since the infamous 3-0 2003 Easter Easter, no, Good Friday, wasn't it? And yeah. they were singing, we're going, uh, was it up top of the top league with, of Harry with Harry and Jim? <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, the Pablo twist and turns and firing into the roof of the net as we were trying to gate crash the playoffs that season. So it's not the not the best of records so uh, against them recently. But as always, I'll be positive and optimistic about tomorrow. Yeah, so one home win in seven attempts. When was that? And the win, let's, this is a test for those of you in the chat. Um, and anyone listening subsequently, if you can, I'll get, I'll, maybe I'll come back to that. If you can name at least the season when we beat them and the, the result I will give bonus points to, but neither Seb or I, this is it. This, these, these, these are the seasons that we've got kind of to push out of our brains yeah. to make space for new information. But um, seven attempts there, Seb, without, um, with that one win. How many of those seven were FA Cup ties? We played under Lambert, didn't we, that we lost in the, in the closed doors COVID season. So that's one. Liam Trotter got sent off Mark in one. Um, that's two. Any more for any more? Yeah, oh, we, um, yeah, Mick, under Mick, we played Pierre Malachek and Luke Hyam was captain, I think, and we lost the replay. So that's yeah. three. I, I can't remember the fourth one. I think we played them two. See, after the Liam Trotter situation, we played them a season later, I think. Was it? I'm trying to remember. It was Carnu, I think, might have scored. I don't know if that was okay. which one that was. But yeah, a lot of FA Cup ties against, weirdly, against Portsmouth as well. But yeah, not a great home record. Um, let's talk about last season. Um, I I remember that. I'm, is it too early to use a swear word? No, shithousery hmm. game at Portman we'll, Road. But I a lot of us will remember the away game, won't they? Yeah, so they finished 10th last season on 73 points. They only finished three points ahead of us and they missed out on the playoffs by 10 points. So they, they never got going for the second half of the season to kind of gate crash that top six. The game we remember fondly is that 4-0 victory down at Fratton Park in October. Uh, it was that kind of inconsistent phase, wasn't it, where we were hoping that we were going to start kicking off on a run under Paul Cook. It was goals from Bond. Chaplin with a really nicely kind of swept home finish. I remember that one. Aluko and Burns, we, we tore them to pieces. Burns got one-on-one -on -one so many times with his pace against their left-sided centre-back. I can't remember who it was, and I remember he just tore him a new one time after time. And like you said, the March game, which was, yeah, s Housery central with them going down all the time and the after the, the the stuff on the touchline between dominic thompson and and cowley when he's holding on to the ball and then we scored didn't we We scored that goal right at the death wolfenden heads it down and bond puts it in but he's offside and yeah that was a, a really really frustrating one and some of the stats we're about to discuss would would probably suggest that prepare a little bit more for the same kind of s housery tomorrow Dark i think it's fair to say arts. yeah indeed yeah so. just dip it back into the comments we've got some predictions which is great we'll come back to those shortly um evening to paul good evening from almost certainly your oldest viewer can't do that paul and not not give us an, a number so um we welcome young and old um but paul if you want to let us know if you don't mind i know it's your prerogative obviously not to tell us but keen to know are you older or younger than ray crawford is one i want to know hmm. honestly said spring chicken ray crawford honestly um so great to hear from him later on um evening to 80s with us as well and as jewel says yeah absolute legend uh ray crawford is um FPO track to sound very similar to that so yeah we'll hear from him shortly let's talk let's bring things more up to date in terms of Pompey um and and this kind of 
we talked about it last week, didn't we, in respect to Plymouth. Yeah, um, it was the last time yeah. out for them in the league was was this two or draw of Fratton Park. It was an interesting one, wasn't it? It was, yeah, and they so nearly lost that unbeaten run. It was the two all that we discussed last week on the Plymouth show, uh, the Plymouth show. They go one nil up through Josh Caroma, really, really nicely taken goal. Josh um, Caroma. If they don't, if that's not the chant, by the way, big you're missed be opportunity. Disappointed. Okay, um, yeah. Then they go two two one down. Ennis and, a, and an own goal from Sean Raggett puts Plymouth in control. Plymouth should go three one up, like we discussed last week, but they don't take it. And then in the last minute, I think it's the ninety fourth minute, there's lining up for a long throw, some shenanigans, which sees a Plymouth player sent off. The throw is taken short to Morel. He swings the ball in, and this time Raggett heads in the the correct end to to, to equalise with the two all draw. So they were very close to losing that unbeaten record, but they just about hang on to to, to stay the only team unbeaten in the league. We mentioned him a few times, the boss, Danny Cowley. I mean, there's a, there's kind of quite a few sliding doors moments where certainly Danny Cowley could have been Ipswich manager. Well, it, was him or, it was him or Cook, him wasn't or it? Cook, that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, after Lambert went that kind of February, March time, it was either going to be the Cowleys or it was going to be Cook. And I guess, you know, some of us had different ideas on who we would have preferred. But um, but he went to... to, to, to Cowley. Cal, you, would you prefer Cowley, would you? I think I'm on record of saying that as a, at the time. But even with, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but at the time, you know, Paul Cook was a, a champion. Oh, either of them level. are good options at this level, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I was always in the Paul Cook camp, given, you know, what he'd done previously. But like we say, hindsight is a wonderful me. thing. Northerner, isn't it? Northern <laughs> things. Brilliant. So he's been there since uh, since March 2021, managed 78 games, won 36, drawn 18, lost 24, which is 1.62 points per game. So, you know, perhaps maybe not amazing considering some of the players, I guess he's got at his disposal. He's best known for his time at Lincoln and, you know, that painful memories of that FA Cup dark, dark night when we lose him. Under Mick in early 2017, wasn't it? You know, pick the bones out of that Mick McCarthy from Terry Butcher and all that kind of shenanigans. He had a brief spell at Huddersfield. He kind of got a move to the championship, but it never really worked out there. He was only there for 40 games or so. Uh, always assisted by his brother, Nicky. And, um, and yeah, they've been back this summer. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the, 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 the objectives for this summer, is uh, for this year, is very, very much promotion for them. Certainly top six, definitely. And probably an outdated... Um what's the word I'm looking for? A kind of assumption about their playing style is their long ball. I think it's probably more nuanced than that, but certainly we've mentioned some of the dark arts away from home. You know, we, we, we know what to expect from Danny Cowley's teams on the road at home. Pompey are quite formidable, as you'd expect in front of that quite partisan crowd, obviously, but away from home, we should have no surprises on Saturday, should we? Um, you meant, uh, I mean, Danny Cowley has also been starting on the mind games the yeah. last few days, talking about our, our signings, signing the best players in League One and the division above. Yeah. Um, admittedly, we've spent a little bit of money, but not as much as Well, Pompey there's this and, weird rivalry yeah. that kind of started in the, the 19 arrival Bitchiness, isn't it? Season. Is it rivalry so, or bitchiness? I, I don't know. Just... They just seem to have a bit of an issue with this, saying about the whole money bags thing. And, you know, we, we all operate to the salary management cap protocol, so you can't go over that. And, you know, this year the Flynn Downs transfer alone probably bought in enough fees to cover most of our outgoing. So it's a it's a weird thing that's cropped up. Obviously, we had the issue with Michael Jacobs last year, where you know we agree a fee and the medical is done. In the end, we we change our mind and sell Carl Edwards, which I guess you know wasn't our maybe our finest hour and, and could create some tension between the two clubs. But yeah, this this money bags thing. And then I've seen Cowley's come out today, isn't he saying, "Oh, if you finish above Ipswich, you're you're pretty much going to be going up." And we're all expecting them to win the league, and they're signing our best players, and we didn't want Marcus Harness to go. So yeah. He's started with that already but you know i guess we'll we'll, we'll see tomorrow how he's gonna how he's gonna line up and how he's gonna approach the game but the the, the mind games have started early haven't they 
and it, uh, we'll, uh, then where's the tipping point where we stop talking about summer arrivals? It's not this week, but let's talk. So let's talk about the summer arrivals. This point where we probably stop talking about, it, don't we? And whilst they haven't um, spent big in terms of fees, there are some probably some sizable wages being paid yeah. here for free transfers, and there are some Premier League loanees yeah. who will have also required fees as well. Obviously, they've reinvested the hardest money we know on Colby Bishop. But talk us through some of I mean, there's there's a lot of ins coming in, isn't there? Ins yeah, there's some, in? some, yeah, some experience here. So 12 arrivals, haven't spent any fees, so it's a mixture of free transfers and loans. They have five loans in total. Ah, oh, David, you are an absolute legend. We we salute you. Looking forward to buying you a, a drink in the ground as soon as you can get over for a game. We, we always salute you. What a top man. Um, but yeah, tw- 12 arrivals, so a load of experience has come in. So Marlon Pack's come in from Cardiff. Michael Morrison will be the centre-back tomorrow from Reading. You know, he's they had you know, hundreds of probably championship games between the two of them. Joe Rafferty's come in from uh, right back from Preston. Tom Lowry, a central midfielder. Like crew. him. Yeah, good player, isn't he? Um, he he's a doubt for tomorrow. Uh, we'll come on to their likely team, but he's a bit of a doubt with an injury concern. Zach Swanson, a right back on loan from Arsenal. Colby Bishop is the one that we know oh too well from our trips up to the Wham Stadium in years gone past. We'll see it was the, the harness sale that allowed them to free up the, the cash to go and make that purchase. Josh Caroma we've spoken about. Sing song. What is it? Josh Caroma, like my Sharona. Ah, right. I'll, I'll leave the singing to the likes of you and Ben. Like, we're the just musicians pick, amongst us. We're picking up where Craig and Dave and that Aztec camera If you haven't bands. listened to that, go and listen to that show. That was brilliant. There was plumbing tips. There was singing along. Radio there was keys. Oh, yeah. Abuse of mullet, which I'm always in favor of. All the, the oh, I've skipped through some of the, the chats socks. asking for mullet to post photos of his hairy arms and legs yeah so. no make sure you go back that was an excellent excellent tuesday or when whenever tuesday night it was on was or wednesday night that was nice. an excellent show yeah really really enjoyed that one uh josh caroma he's on loan from huddersfield he'll play kind of in the the, the left hand kind of channel oh in dale very highly rated at crew do you remember it? he got a move to to blackpool um not really worked out for him there so he's come back down he's a a right winger uh dane scarlett is one of the premier league loanies that you've mentioned three goals in nine appearances so far this season played midweek for england i think uh or england under you know under 20s i think it was um he's one that will start up front but has a free role to kind of go where he wants to go pick up the ball and kind of you know let bishop hold the ball do some of the dirty work and he's got the quality and then obviously mr piggott who won't feature tomorrow has gone there he scored a couple of goals didn't he one in the league was it a penalty and one in the um couple of assists as well yeah, so the, the Harry Kane of, of League One, I think he was referred to by Danny Cowley, wasn't he? So he won't feature tomorrow, but you know, it, it's, I guess it's maybe not quite worked out for him as we thought it might do. A bit of a parallel to how it started for him this year, wasn't it? He's in the team at the start and then he doesn't score and somebody else comes in and starts banging in goals and he finds himself on the bench. But it's a long season. Hopefully he'll get a bit more game time moving forward. And not a huge amount of excitement on the outs. So it's quite quite good business, actually. He's shipping out some, apart from Harness, obviously shipping out some, some maybe peripheral players. Alec? Well, what's he what's he done there? What's the noise? I've dropped my coaster. Brilliant. Right. This is going Act so like well. Nothing happened. I could have got away with it. I know, I know. I hear everything. Got headphones on, mate. Alex Bass to Sunderland's probably, you know, uh, I don't think he played too much because they're Bazunu, they didn't had, they? Yeah, they're the guy on loan from Man City, didn't they? The, the, the only one that kind of caught my eye was Aidan O'Brien. They only signed him yeah. in January last year from Sunderland and, and moved him on to Shrewsbury in the, in the summer. So he was kind of a winger, wasn't he? Attacking kind of winger, attacking kind of left, you know, left and, and right inside a kind of inside forward, cutting in on his on his other foot. And yeah, for some reason they moved him on, didn't think he was up to it, moved him on. And, and Sean Williams, an experienced central midfielder, I think he's 33, 34. He's moved down the leagues to 
to Gillingham. So good business when you look at it. You know, they've still got a, an experienced call with the likes of Pack and Morrison coming in, added some attacking flair and Premier League low knees to add the quality up front. And obviously, Colby Bishop, as we know, will, will guarantee your goals at this level. Interesting question, FPL. <laughs> we'll pick that up later on, like the coaster. Boom. Yeah, I mean, there is some pack. We need to mention Pack's long throw threat. Obviously, it was a factor, albeit a dummy, um, against Plymouth. But yeah, Ma- Michael Morrison, a player that's been around a bit. Lowry, yeah. highly rated. Bishop, we've talked about. Karoma, we know what he can do. Scarlet, scary quality. So um, yeah, it's a, this is a good squad, isn't it? Talk to us about formations and how many of these incomings are regular starters now, Seb. Well, it'll be a 4-4 effing two. That's pretty much the guarantee. You know, they're, they're organised. They're hard to beat. It'll be... Joshua Griffiths will be the keeper. Um, now, they've had... Rafferty out injured with, I think it was a hamstring for a couple of games. So what they've done is they've shifted their left back across to right back, Paul, uh, Connor Ogilvy, um, but he's naturally a left-sided player. So I think Rafferty sounds like he's fit. He'll come back in at right back, which will then shift Connor Ogilvy back to the left-hand side. The two in the middle will be uh, will be uh, Michael Morrison and Sean Raggett. He of the own goal and the right goal last week against Plymouth, uh, which means Clark Robertson, who's been playing in at left-back, sort of slotting in, will drop to the bench um, for this one. So I think, yeah, it will return to their more kind of familiar uh, back four. Marlon Pack and Tom Lowry, if he's fit. If not, Joe Morrell will sit in the central midfield positions. Owen Dale down the right. Uh, Josh Caroma, he of the great goal against Plymouth down the left. And up front, Colby Bishop is the focal point and doing some of the, the dirty work, holding the ball up, probably their biggest goal threat. And then Dane Scarlett will play kind of off him. So at times it might be more like a 4-4-1-1 because he'll drop deep. If you look at his heat map, he likes to drop deep, drop out wide, pick the ball up. A bit like McGoldrick did for us in the you know the 4-4-2 playoff season. He wasn't really an out-and-out striker with Murphy. He would drop all over the, all over the th- attacking third to pick the ball up. And that's what Scarlett, I think, will do as well. Yeah. We'll talk about style of playing. So let's dip back to the comments. A lot of interesting chat, which is probably not for us. It's for everyone else. Hope you're enjoying yourselves, folks, on your Friday night in the chat. We'll leave you having that fun. Um, Jules, Plymouth outplayed Plumpy. They were bloody spawny, says Jules. Um, we know about Plymouth now. Be interesting to see where the two of us stand after Saturday's game. Paul Westlake, you need to Paul Sport. I'm one of our hoodies earlier. As you can see behind seven. I've got one as well, actually. You can't see the logo. We signed Ball as, as cover for Morsey's suspension. Hashtag, it's coming. So yeah, what's he on we now? Are the, three. Is he on we're three? the most booked team in the division. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, but I feel like half of them probably came at Sheffield Wednesday away. There was a phase where the ref so. would just give a booking for every every single foul. But yeah, Morsey, I think he's on three, isn't he? Is he? And it's five for a ban, isn't it? A one-match ban. And the cutoff's probably nowhere. There is a cutoff at some point where it resets, but I'm guessing we're nowhere near that yet. Yeah. Um, Lee's mentioned we have a few on yellows. Could do without them happening at the same time, especially with the injuries. We'll talk about the injuries shortly. Um, As Paul Westlake here mentions, Davies and Morsey would be big losses right now, wouldn't they? So, um, yeah, we've chat about... Here we go. Flim Flam. Davies has a bit of a hot temper. Is that right? Oh, is, is that- he got he got booked at Sheffield Wednesday away, didn't he? For I think he was either trying to hold on to the ball and ruffle up their player a little bit. So I mean, Cowley will be doing all the tricks under the sun if the ball goes out for a yeah. throw anywhere near. He'll be kicking the ball away, ignoring it in their ear all game. You know, we just got to hope that we're we're better than that and we rise above it, which is what we didn't do in the the game in March. And as Aidy's mentioned here as well, looking forward to the big game with a big crowd. 
first of the pack out PR games. And I think someone further up has said only 17 odd tickets. Apologies, I can't spot the comment now. Um, well, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal because they'll bring a hell of a following. They must have, what, 2,000 fans coming down and they so, always create a good atmosphere. So that'll be, yeah, excellent. How do we fare in those kind of atmospheres though, Seb? We normally bottle it. <laughs> yeah. But it's different. Stop being it's negative. Different. Things um, are different. Evening to Eric. Good to see you, Eric. Diagonal runs from bishops on the... Yeah, so that's a really good segue into style of play, isn't it? Let's let's deal with that in terms of... We've, we've tried to dig out some stats, haven't we, in terms of passing style and all that kind of stuff. Do you want to talk us through those, Seb? Yeah, well, I was when I was doing the research for this, I was kind of looking into it and thinking, normally when you look at the passing styles and the stats and the shots on target, etc., the kind of position for those stats normally correlates to the league position. So we are the best at possession and we're, you know, we were top of the league till last weekend, et cetera. But all of their stats are kind of mid to maybe top third of the table. You know, they they appear to be overachieving based on the stats. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing them a disservice or saying that they're going to, you know, going to drop away or anything. But based on the statistics, the key statistics, they are kind of overachieving massively. I mean, you're looking at a kind of average of 50.3% possession, which is 14th in the league. That drops down further when they play away from home to 49.6, which is 8th in the league. 13 shots per match, 11th in the league. Uh, they, they just don't kind of you know scream as, as stats against one of the big boys, despite what their you know what their league position is. Away from home, eleven point three shots, which is tenth in the league. They are the best in the league for goals per game inside the penalty area, where, which is the, the third away, isn't it? Uh, and the six yard box, which is fifth away. So they are very dangerous within the box. They won't be scoring from well. They, they might try shots from long range, but so far this season they haven't scored from, from from outside the box. So it's a side that will kind of get the ball into the box and look to look to make things happen. Seventy two percent pass accuracy which is 11th in the league. So, you know, again, these aren't numbers to make us kind of sit up in fear and make us nervous. They are kind of overachieving based on what the, the key statistics tell us so far. But they are, so I, I, I accept that. And obviously the metrics that we have, I mean, the, the one metric that matters is the league table, right? Mm-hmm. As you say, though, I think you, what you've what they've got is there's lots of, I've missed I missed a chess joke and there is all kinds of fun happening. In the Bishops moved diagonally on chess. Yeah, they? there you go. Checkered history says league. Loving that. Um, if you've got players similar to Harness and Chaplin, and we were very similar at the start of the season, we were we were creating lots of chances, but the XG of those chances wasn't great, but we were still converting them. And I, and I think there's an element of that with Pompey. A lot of edge of the box type chances. You mentioned the goals from inside the area. I mean, that's where most goals are going to be scored, but yeah. they're very effective in the six yard box as well. Um, counter-attacking goals, set piece goals. So I guess these don't matter as long as you're effective at scoring goals. And that's what they appear to be. You know, they're good generally in, in a way in, in aerial duels. So this direct style of play, I don't think, you know, let's not pretend that they're a passing team. Your stats bear that out, Seb. But this direct game using Bishop as a as a focal point brings in Karoma, brings in Scarlet, doesn't it? And it's working for them, isn't it? Yeah, very much. I mean, he's the top scorer with five goals so far this season. There is one stat they are top of the league for. Can you take a guess what it might be? Um... There's no stats for time wasting, is there? Minutes, no, but minutes it's, it's of the almost, ball off the field. Yeah, no. Uh, fouls given in favour of. They are top of the league for that. So, yeah. So, they fouls are. they've won. Fouls they've won, yeah. Average 12.9 per game fouls right. given in their favour. And we are top of the offenders list, interestingly. Oh, yeah. I think it's just under 12 fouls against per game. So, yeah, ex- expect some S-housery based on the stats because it's going to be coming, let's be honest. 
Yeah, still enjoying these chest gags, guys. Get them, keep them coming. Yep, apologies, that was my fault. It's too much. It, the brain is just can't cope with it. I'm not a chess player. I can't think four moves ahead. So, um, so yeah, interesting thoughts. So I think we've set this up really nicely, Seb, in terms of strong squads, yeah, reinforcements throughout the summer, players on form, style of play, direct, utilizing Bishop. Bringing in Karoma Scarlet, set I pieces. I forgot to mention that, yeah. 26% yeah. of their goals have come from set pieces. So they are a set piece threat. And they've got some decent options on the bench as well. You know, if it's not working for them, you've got the likes of Ronan Curtis, who I think scored that long ranger against us in the, the monsoon conditions just before Christmas 2019 at yes. Fratton Park. Uh, and Rico Hackett-Fairchild as well, who made a decent cameo appearance against Plymouth and looked quite lively. He's a bench option as well. So expect them to make changes if they need to because they have got some quality in reserve. That's an, that's enough of our thoughts for for the moment. Shall we check in with Portsmouth and Ipswich Town legend Ray Crawford, who had a few minutes with David Diamond earlier. This is a snippet. We'll put the full show out later on. Um, bear in mind the audio might be a little bit louder than 7IR, so stand by your volume switches um, on your TVs or your laptops or your mobile phones. We'll be back after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. No one on our podcast needs and it needs an introduction to you, but just quickly, um, just delighted to say we've got Ray Crawford, um, Ray Crawford with me this evening. As you all know, Ipswich Town's record goal scorer, inaugural member of the Hall of Fame. I mean, I could keep going on, Ray, but lovely, really appreciate you coming on. And as you said right at the start, this is quite a big weekend for you because you're very much, uh, you know, Pompey Town, Ipswich Town affiliation goes goes quite a way back with you, yeah? Yeah, well, they gave me my first start in uh... That used to be the Div 1 or the Premiership as it is now. I mean, <laughs> I played in that for one season and before I came to Ipswich Town, I played with six or seven international players. 
Yeah. Playing for yeah. Wales, England, yeah. Northern Ireland, Ireland, you know. Yeah. Fantastic and to be brought up with them players. And obviously yourself, you know, yourself proudly, no, proudly representing your country as well. So, I mean, I know you'd know, I know you're not coming up to the game. I know you, you can't come up, you know, yeah. reason you can't come up yeah. to the game yeah. tomorrow, but how do you how do you see it tomorrow? So it's it's second against third, um, virtually identical yeah. identical yeah. records, identical goals scored, identical goals against. Obviously, Pompey Portsmouth have got that um, have got that game in hand, which obviously if they win and and heaven heaven forbid don't yeah. avoid avoid defeat tomorrow, will put them above us. How how do you see it? Um, I, well, I, personally, I think it's going to be a draw again. I think it'll yeah. be one-one. You know, yeah. both teams will be going for it, but um, um, I, I just think that they don't like to get beat by one another. No, I think it's I think it's fair to say that. I mean, are you are you what's what's the sort of feeling there? You know, I know um, I know you know, and he'll be doing the commentary tomorrow for your local radio and Andy Moon, no doubt, will he? I guess. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. What's what's the general feeling? I mean, the the fans must be delighted with Portsmouth start, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I speak to quite a few of them, and they're they're really up for it. And um, this weekend, I mean, you have got the full qu- quota of of, um, of supporters coming up, so um, that just shows, you know, they're behind the team. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. I mean, tomorrow Ipswich is one of these games. There's three games in October. Pack out Portman Road, so you know there's ticket packages on offer and trying to get the fans in not that they need to because they're getting fantastic support but apparently Ray wait, can you imagine it I, I know you've played in front of but 28,000 at Portman Road tomorrow it's going to be good isn't it oh it's fantastic fantastic yeah. atmosphere when you you get that many behind you you know the, yeah. the supporters and you get that feeling you know with the supporters and you think well I don't want to let them down <laughs> and um, no, I, I think it'll be a good game really good open game and uh, both, I think both teams will be a, a bit worried about getting beat. That's the only thing I think about. They won't want to get beaten either side, which makes yeah. me think it's going to be a one-one draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see those games, don't you? Where you know, yeah, no side wants to give any ground. No side wants to. No side wants to look. Yeah, obviously, no side wants to lose. So sometimes those games can no. be a bit a bit cagey, can't they? I mean, obviously, Town coming off the back of their first defeat last week which again and like the week before at Sheffield Wednesday well, um, it's, it's, one, it's one that they should have won they had five or six good chances yeah they, they didn't did. take them yeah Ray I think you, you I, I tell you what Ray you, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that I think we need we needed someone of your caliber up there I think you'd have probably uh, you'd have probably gobbled up at least a couple of those but now I know just quickly just a plug I know you're gonna I think you're gonna be on Mark Murphy's um life's a pitch tomorrow with Mark Murphy yeah. Yep, I will be. So no doubt we look forward to look forward to, to hearing you then. Um you'll be listening listen to the game on local radio tomorrow with Andy yeah, Andy uh, Andy's yeah. commentary. Yeah, I should be yeah, I should be switched in there about twenty to three uh, <laughs> when he comes on and um listen to what all the chit chat that's going on and um I should make a few phone calls in between to friends <laughs> up there that uh I'll probably be in the ground anyway, so oh, absolutely, that would be, be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Give us a sp- give us a score prediction for tomorrow. One one, one one, <laughs> tight game, tight game. 
Ray, it's been an absolute pleasure as usual. Um, keep well, my friend. And um, yeah, let's hope Town, yeah, 1-1. Let's hope Town can just sneak in. Sneak in. I'd say a 2-1 Town win. I'd goal in three. That'll do, won't it? you've got to. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the best, Ray. Thanks very Cheers, much, Ray. my friend. All Cheers, the best, mate. mate. Ray Crawford's going Good one all, Seb. 86 years of age, Ray Crawford. Somebody in the comments mentioned they think he can still do a job tomorrow, and I think I agree with that. Yeah, get him, get him some boots and get him up front. Yeah, indeed. What a legend. We need to thank Dave Diamond as well. Um, we, there's a full-length interview we did with Ray Crawford a few years back on the pod. We'll um, we'll link it. We'll maybe put it up on YouTube, up in the top right-hand corner later on. We'll also put a slightly extended version of that chat um, between Dave and Ray um, later on. But yeah, he's right, Seb, in terms of there's this fear factor, isn't there, about... Um, getting beat, as he said. There, do you do you see that being a, a prospect tomorrow, or at this stage in the season being quite early days? Still, is it about three points? Uh, it's 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 not a must win, but I don't think you know, I think if you afford to lose it, given the results against Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth, then you know we're all going to have these kind of feelings of doubt that we can't pick up points against the kind of the big boys. I think tomorrow we say it quite often in games, but I think tomorrow the first game is absolutely crucial. If we get that first goal and it's relatively early they will have to come out and try and play us. If they score first, I would fear that the S-Housery would start and all of the you know, the shenanigans would start and we might start to struggle to break them down. So the first goal is absolutely crucial tomorrow. I agree with that. Good to see Dave is with us in the chat tonight. Um, cheers for that, Dave. Really appreciate that. And what a great guy to speak to as well. So we'll... Um, as I mentioned, plenty more from us with, with Ray Corv. And he's, and he's on life to pitch as well for those of you who drive in and, and listen to that pre-match, whether you're going to the game or not as well. So tune in for that as well. Let's talk about us, Seb. I mean, the week's been, the last couple of weeks seemingly feel like they've been punctuated by injuries. Obviously, Hadmay's now out for possibly a couple of weeks with a broken of, bone in his foot. No, more than that, a couple of months, they reckon. Sorry, did I say a couple of weeks? A couple of months, that's yeah, actually what I meant. Yeah. Six okay. to eight weeks is what um, Google... Um, WebMD kind of my quick research did so I didn't mean months not weeks um, so yeah well, uh, interesting thoughts in the chat um, get your thoughts in on lines up there someone mentioned a Christmas tree formation I'm thinking it'll be the first choice where's Burns back in and yeah. it'll be and it picks itself doesn't it do you change much um, I, I think you've got to find a way to keep Jackson in there obviously you can't play him in that okay. right kind of sided role because Wes Burns will come straight back in there I think well, it's harsh though because Harness is playing. Harness and Chapman are both playing against their old club, aren't they? So you don't really want to take one of those two out of it. But if you don't, how else are you going to get Jackson in there? Because he can't really play the nine. So it's a it's a conundrum. I just think Jackson, given his pace and the problems he's caused in the last couple of games against uh, when he's running one on one against players, that he might really kind of you know he doesn't deserve to be dropped. But it's a conundrum where you fit him in. Burns comes back in without a shadow of the doubt. I guess there's some question marks over Edmondson. You know, Keogh is waiting in the wings. If Keogh comes in, he probably has to play central of the three, which means that Wolfenden has to shift over to the left-hand side. So are we finally going to see, kind of, see Keogh make, that, make his debut? Or is Fridge going to continue and McKenna's going to give him a chance to kind of play his way back into his top form? Midfield two, I think will be Evans and Morsey. I know people are saying ball should come in, but at home when you're going to have more of the ball, more possession. I think Evans' range of passing is a greater weapon at home. Number 10, Char uh, Chapman will certainly be one of them. Ladapo will lead the line, I think. And then it's a case of either Harness or Jackson for that other role. It's a real shame there's no Burgess tomorrow, isn't there? Because yeah. those, those aerial battles with Bishop, he'd be ideal for that. And, and therefore, if it's a toss-up between Keogh 
an Edmondson. Does Edmondson get the nod because they think he's got a little bit more stature? Do you think he has? I, I think no. I think Keogh is pretty, really? pretty decent in the air. Yeah, Edmondson never seems to be the tallest. I mean, I'm, I got that completely wrong, but he never seems to be the tallest of players. So I think if you wanted that bit of experience and someone with a bit of nous against the kind of you know back to goal striker like Bishop can play as, then maybe Keogh is the one to go for. But I guess if if Keogh doesn't come in tomorrow, this is this is a chance if he wants to get. Keo in the side, this is the time to do it, isn't it? Because, you know, Edmondson was fine at Sheffield Wednesday, had that brain fart last week when he passes the ball straight to uh, Whitaker um, for the second goal. So if you want to get Keo in, this is, the, this is the time to do it. It just means a bit of a rearrange, I guess, with Wolfenden becoming the, the left-sided player because Keo won't have the engine to get up and down in support of Leif Davis, will he? I'd be sticking Keo in at Cambridge, if anything, not rather than tomorrow. Fair enough. Personally, okay, yeah. Up, 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 up against Ironside. That makes sense, yeah, against Ironside. I don't think Jackson features in the starting lineup tomorrow, is it, either? He doesn't well. play that many home games, does he? No. You know, he's more of, a, of an away kind of player. But He'll I be think Harness, Chaplin be... and Ladapo for me. The, yeah, the uh, Chaplin's a nail on. Ladapo, I think, after scoring, is a nailed on. Harness wasn't great when he came on against Sheffield Wednesday. Wasn't great last week either, but it's his, home, yeah. it's his old side. So, yeah, I can certainly understand why you get the nod. And then I guess we'll see the... The finishes, the likes of Edwards and and Hahn, uh, sorry Edwards and and Jackson and John Jules off the bench if it's not going to plan. Thoughts on Gary's suggestion here, Seb? Well, it is. It's, it was, it's more of a back four this season, anyway, isn't it? You know, it's pretty much you know Danassi on the right, advanced, it's still getting advanced. And Burns kind of plays almost as an out and out winger. Um, so was that a three in midfield of Evans, Ball, and uh, and Morsey in that formation? Was it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, you've got to sacrifice one of the tens to do that, which I guess is still a major, major loss to the side, given they're both our top scorers and they're both facing their old side. So for me, I would still keep Ball as the the bench central midfield option. I would just maybe like to see if we get ourselves in a commanding position like we did against Sheffield Wednesday like we did against Plymouth I might just like to see him come on sit in central midfield and just keep the ball and you know see the game out rather than you know rather than him not featuring and we, we kind of keep making attacking subs trying to go for it yeah we've got some thoughts here Sully kind of agreeing with you about Harness his form has dropped up a little bit but if it, if it wasn't Pompey team, I, I, yeah. yeah if it wasn't Pompey if it, if it was Cambridge first I, I would think he'll be on the bench and somebody else will get a go it's just the fact it's his old side you know it, he's going to want to make a point isn't he Mullet going for um, Keo to do his Tony Mogger, Tony Tony Mogger, Tony Mogger Mowbray impression. Arm up, flag up your upside against Scarlet. Perhaps a bit of Naus, perhaps there That's as well. What but- is it? The, yeah, the experience and the Naus and the you know the things that the likes of Edmondson and Wolfenden don't have because they haven't played three hundred odd games in the Championship. You know, he brings different qualities which could be useful against you know kind of young attacking Premier League talent. Chris agrees with me that Keo potentially plays Tuesday, but a um, Kier was brought in for emergency cover and what he can offer yeah. in training. Um, but Lee says, Kier, come to play. So we shall see along with the rest. Um, it'll be interesting. I think Seb and I have given our, our views on that one. Um, keep your thoughts coming in the chat. We also want your predictions. That's where we're going after this. Um, but let's do a few bits and pieces of housekeeping. As always, we are brought to you um, in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound. If you're looking for a pre-match venue for Saturday, you can do a lot worse. In fact, probably the best place to go is the Greyhound. Join us in the um, out in the pub um I guess it's the car park now, isn't it? Kind of um, with all the booths and the outdoor bar and always a great buzz outside. I, um, Despite what I think it was Paul said, um, 
we're not expecting an appearance from Russell Osman, but you might expect an appearance from David Diamond. So if that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will. Um, as always, um, if you're not going to the game, and even if you are, um, why not join our Telegram group and get involved in our match day group and all the other various chats that we've got. I'm very much enjoying that free for a couple of weeks and then a subscription after that. And if you do join up um, via a paid subscription, Seb, you get discounted uh, tickets for our live event, which is coming up in just over a month's time. Are you excited for Blue Monday Live at Portman Road? I am very much looking forward to it. Yeah, after the Cheltenham game, so the 12th of November, the Saturday, the 12th of November, uh, starts at 8, drinks at 7, starts at 8. Uh, don't be late. Um, Doors yeah, at 7.30. If- for the avoidance of doubt, legally, I have to say, if you try to get in before 7.30, you'll be, uh, you'll be turned away, I'm afraid. But 7.30 for 8. Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great night. Uh, as many of us can get there as as available. It's going to be brilliant. There's a couple of surprises to come on the on the night, I'm sure. And yeah, really, really, really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to announce a couple of um, special guests. The first of our special guests, hopefully, maybe not this weekend, maybe next. Um, no surprises, really. Who's who's going to be involved? But yeah, we are. The negotiations continue there. Uh, if you want to get, if you, <laughs> I noticed the chat earlier was about donations, and again, we need to thank David for the super chat. Obviously, folk can do that. You can also do it via um, our Kofi page or Coffee page on our website, Blue Monday ITFC.co.uk for all the details and everything, frankly, including tickets, um, website to buy for the live event, Blue Monday ITFC.co.uk. You can also buy merch and get something back. This is a Blue Monday hoodie. There you go. Seb's got one behind him as well. Um, so do get involved in that. Um, if you want some free stuff, if you if you're wary about the winter and you need hoodies and hats and all that kind of stuff, we've got you covered. And hopefully, we'll do it with a lovely. little bit of style. They so, are lovely and warm. Can highly recommend them. Yep, flagship show back on Sunday live as always, eight pm. Um, I think we're Ben in the host chair. Um, we'll confirm that on the day. Um, and as always, if you've enjoyed watching this on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up. Do subscribe. Um, it helps nudge us up the algorithm with all the other football related content out there um and it also makes us feel good about ourselves as well which i'm sure you will want to do and if you're listening on the podcast do give us a, a review we love reading the reviews had a couple of extra ones that we've enjoyed the last week a week or so um so yeah do get involved that way i think that's all the housekeeping said have i missed anything no effortless like a well-tuned machine that yeah fair play it's to you almost well like it's scripted isn't it that bit <laughs> right let's do some predictions know why the intro there speeds up and then i need to have a look at that that's a glitch in the matrix um do you want to have a look at last week's it was obviously a curtailed program i know you're shaking your head but tough luck don't worry about it move on um there you go um i i I beat you by one i think it is was that five one on rounds um so five one on rounds oh two points apologies the difference there compared to last time out but you know no one cares no one cares, apparently. No one no cares. One cares. I don't. Tell your face. Tell your face. Right. We've got predictions from everyone in the chat for Ipswich. We will come to that shortly. Uh, in the meantime, let's deal with the rest of League One. Again, some interesting ties, but probably unlike previous weeks where seemingly we just talked about all the best teams in the league playing each other. Not so much this week. Um, let's start it off with Accrington v Morecambe. Quality. Um, we're going both for a home 
win there. No real surprises there. Telegram no, Accrington back on form, won the last two. And they got themselves in a bit of trouble, didn't they, after they lost to us. And they, they were unbeaten, lost to us, and went on a really bad run of form. But they've won the last two, and Morecambe aren't really pulling up any trees, are they? So I think that'll be fairly comfortable for Accrington. And Bolton-Lincoln feels like an easy one to predict as well, albeit Lincoln. We just don't really know what you're going to expect, do you? Yeah, but Bolton at the Reebok or whatever it's called these days, three on the bounce, I can't see past them. The but what do I know? Because I lose this feature every single week. Yeah, indeed. Week. I don't know why I'm even asking what, for your opinion. One week. What's the mo- isn't 1-1 one, one the most likely outcome of a football match? I think it's been proven as that's the most Is likely it? outcome. Yeah. One week, I might predict 1-1 one, one for every single game, and I might do better than I normally do. Well, look, we've both, I've gone for two one, one ones in a row there. You've got, I've got three on my, yeah, you see, skills in it. Um, <laughs> Burton Forest Green, we're not excited about this one. You're going for a and Burton win. I can yeah. understand that one. After Exeter last week, yeah. pumped them, didn't they, at home? Yeah. Got to worry about Forest Green, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we kind of boasted after we went there. We thought they'd be all right this year, didn't we? They'd make uh, the, the, I can't think what the stadium's called, make their hippie vegan stadium <laughs> a, a, a kind Keep of going. a hard place to go and play football. Uh, but it's not really worked out for them so far. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a, a, not a, not a classic. I think I'll go for a very narrow Burton win. Cambridge Derby, Cambridge, um, I guess, happy with the fact that Mark Bonner has seemingly turned down Rotherham. And uh, albeit they're strong at home, we think Derby, well, they got tough pumped, opposition. They? Yeah, they got pumped by Barnsley 3-0 last time out, didn't they? Um, so, I don't know what happened there, sorry. Um, so, I, I think that'll be a tight one. I'm going for a 1-1. Derby inconsistent, um, but Cambridge did get smashed last time at home. So I'm going Derby for now under Paul, with Paul Warren in charge, though, so... Yeah, first, first game, isn't it? Yeah, first it probably game. is. Yeah, Charlton Oxford, and again, we're both going for a draw. Not excited about that one. You don't can't really know how to predict Charlton and Oxford, do you? It's tough. No, I mean Ch- Charlton are in not not great form, are they? And, and Oxford, you know, haven't got going at all. So I nil was the easy option, I think. There, Charlton Shrewsbury, we're split on this one. I quite like Charlton at home, but you like Shrewsbury away. Yeah, and they're eighth. They're doing well in the league. You know, mm. kind of. I, I think I tipped them as dark horses at one point in the close season. I don't, I don't know if I went public with that, so that might be rubbish. Um, but I, I, I kind of thought they'd do okay given the transfer business they did, and I think they'll win that one. Exeter, Bristol Rovers. This kind of weird local derby with a lot of edge to it. Now we're both backing <laughs> yeah, Exeter. Right. I yeah. think we. I was quite um, polite about Bristol Rovers after the game against them, and ever since they've been pretty lousy. So I can't really give them any support anymore no they've been doing really really poorly haven't they so that's that's why i've gone for for exeter they they kind of they played okay against us you know they, they tried to play football we took them apart and and yeah it's just so far not working out for them are barnsley the form team in the division right now we're both predicting an away win at fleetwood but barnsley looking quite good aren't they now yeah they've, they've kind of got their they've got their stuff going on they won three of the last five drawn the other two so they've kind of got themselves into a little bit of rhythm since that two all draw really against us because they were very inconsistent up until that point they got battered three nil the week before didn't they by uh wickham uh with a couple of long-range goals and stuff and since then they've really settled down had that great win away at sheffield wednesday and yeah duff's doing a good job there and they are starting to hit some form and mr norwood is starting to score isn't he? he's got three now hasn't he so far this yes. season he does, yeah. Um, here's the big one. We'll come back to ours at the end. MKV Peterborough, we're both predicting narrow away win for Peterborough. Not not a controversial thing there, is it? Let's, um, Port Vale, Shipper Wednesday again, both going for a 2-0 away win again. Not a huge amount of, you know, it's, it's not a, out of... What's the word I'm looking at? Bloody hell. I'm a bit ill. Sorry, guys. That's not a crazy prediction, is it? Wickham, Plymouth... You're hopeful, aren't you? I think you're. That's a prediction out of hope, yeah. rather than 
That's a heart overhead prediction, sir. As is my ITFC one. Uh, if I was being honest, I think you've nailed that with your one all, as did Ray Crawford. I think that is probably what's going to happen. But as always, I'll be the optimist and I will let my heart overrule my head. Yeah. So you, in, you you mapped out what happens when, if I said when, if Portsmouth score first. Yeah. And it kind of descends into a bit of a, which might work in our favour, actually, because if Portsmouth do try and sit on a 1-0 lead, having scored early, away from home, that's that's kind of like Ipswich at Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday territory, if you ask me. If we get the early goal, how does the game map out from then? Because we have to get a second and maybe a third, don't we? Yeah, if we get the early goal, I think we would go 2-0. Like, in, my, in my head, we score in the first kind of 15 minutes. We go 2-0 up midway through the second half. We then probably do something a little bit silly and concede relatively quickly and make it a nervy last kind of 10, 15 minutes or so. That's If that's the way the game panned out tomorrow, that would make perfect sense to me and would kind of be typical of how we've done things so far this season. Um, if they were to score first, I would worry the longer the game goes on because they will start all the tricks and all the S-housery and we've got a big crowd there and I think it might be a bit difficult for us if they if they turn on those kind of tactics, which they will do if they score first. Yeah, the crowd's got a role to to influence the referee as well, though. That not necessarily works as it this season. Very so. much so. And get the ball boys to start throwing the ball back in quickly and stuff. You know, do all the stuff that we don't generally try and do. I know the ref are under new directions to try and you know curtail yeah. the amount of stoppage and time wasting, but we haven't seen it in reality so far this season. So we need to make sure that we do everything in our power. You know, the crowd needs to be right behind the team. If we do concede early, we've got to roar the guys on and really, really make sure that we don't let it you know, kind of peter away and the atmosphere drops off and off and off. They start the S-housery and they, you know, they, they see the game out because if we were to lose it, like I said earlier, it's not a must win, but I don't think you can afford to lose it given the previous two results. Yeah, it was a bit of chat about that earlier on, which sadly we've, we've run out of time for, but it's not too early to worry, but it's, it's just losing not getting points against the teams around exactly. us. Exactly. If we lose it, that becomes a narrative effect, again. Yeah, that becomes a narrative again, though, doesn't it? You know, we, we talk about all our good work against the likes of Forest Green and Bristol Rovers and Accrington, but we're still in the world where we can't beat one of those kind of top sides. I know we've got a, a decent run coming up with Cambridge and Morecambe and, you know, I know Derby's on the horizon, but Lincoln's in there as well. Where the game's coming up, you'd expect us to pick up points, but we need to end this narrative of not being able to beat one of the top sides. Yep. Let's have a look at some of the predictions from the folk in the chat. We've got Charlie's horribly tight 1-0 win. Squeaky bum time, I can imagine, Charlie, if that's the way at 89 minutes. Um, Jules, still think we will win 3-1. Love that confidence. Romeo, um, I think Romeo is one of our Telegram VIPs. Hello to Romeo. Um, got a feeling it'll be a Desmond 2-2. FPL's also going for a nervy 1-0 like you, Seb. 3-2, uh, says Michael. Town late winner off Freddy's. Shin, mullet, always the optimist. <laughs> 4 0 Ladapo hat trick and Tyrese John Jules. I just can't um, see us keeping a clean sheet against him, no. if I'm honest, given that they are averaging like 2.1 goals per game and, we, and the threat they've got. We underestimated Plymouth a little bit last week. We need to give some respect yeah. to Pompey, don't we? Albeit, here comes a 3 1 from Gary. Here comes a 2 0 from Eric. Um, Lee's going for a 1 0. Sully's going for a 2 0. Um, here's David. That's what we want 2 1 defeat. We need oh, to David, mix on. it up. That's what we know. Let's realism. You know, let's have some balance. That's what we want. Um, here's Ben. I would love a statement win 3 0 town. Realistically, 1 1, though. Yeah, come on. Realism. That's what we want. Um, what else have we got? 
um, handmark the Portsmouth bench. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, Lee, we're no longer a secure side. I mean, yeah, as you said, Seb, just some of this narrative we just need to shift, don't we? And it's yeah. amazing. As Barnsley have kind of demonstrated with their inconsistently inconsistency, you get that result and things turn around, don't you? And w- wouldn't it be great to start the, th- the run of pack out Portman Road games with with a kind of a victory that gives everyone a, a platform and a confidence to build from. Um, Andreas is going for a three nil. So, um, yep. Romeo reminding us of the Thompson versus Cowley antics. K-Mac will rise above it. I'm sure the calmest man in the ground, apart from Martin Pert will be Kieran McKenna. I'm mm-hmm. sure nicely poised. Isn't it? If you want any final shout outs before we say goodbye, now is the time to get them in the chat. Um, we'll be back. Um, after this. Thanks everyone who's joined us tonight. Really enjoyed the interactive chat. Um, always great to have um, a little bit of a buzz ahead of a big game at Portman Road. Full house. So we're really excited about that one. As we mentioned before, head down to the Greyhound if you're in, if you're in town for a bit of pre-match. Um, do get your tickets for the live event. We'd love to see some of you guys um, face-to-face rather than on the chat. Um, we know that that's not achievable for everyone, people in different parts of the country and uh, it's not a great time for money, we know as well. So um, we appreciate anyone who can join us for that one. And we hope it'll be a, a really a, a fun evening and hopefully you get value for money as well. Do get involved in the Telegram group as well. Some merch too. Uh, but as always, our content goes out free of charge. We'll be back Sunday night, 8pm. Ben and the guys talking about Pompey, hopefully a victory. If you are traveling down, if you're listening to us as well, we love hearing from folk who are traveling down and listening to the pod on the game. If you're in the train, the bus, whatever, give us a shout out and Twitter will say hello or retweet anyone who says hello to us whilst they're listening to the pod. And I think that's it. Give us a thumbs up, give us a pod review. And once again, from me, thank you everyone for watching. Um, Seb, I'll let you have the final words. Um, Take your time because I'll just put some comments up as we go. So Seb, thank you as always for your hard work and um, over to you. Yeah, it's the start of a three-week game, a three-week, a three-game week, isn't it? With Cambridge coming on on Tuesday night, and then Morecambe coming at the weekend. Pack out Portman Road. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere there tomorrow. I'm gutted I can't be there, but for everyone that's going, have an absolutely great time. Keep the faith. We'll score early. I think we're going to win two-one. The monkey will then be off our backs with this top six narrative, and we will yeah set ourselves up for a brilliant week and hopefully a perfect nine out of nine coming this week. Come on, you Blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.